You are about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. Welcome to episode 72 of Spellcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and this is my co-host, Andreel. Greetings, friends. We are so sorry that it has taken this long to get to our next episode. A lot has been going on the past couple of weeks that we've had to tend to, uh, which we are going to explain in this New Year's recap for you. So, yeah, where could we begin? We well. have, so, long story short, after I put out the last podcast about Saturn... I had fallen ill with a cold, and then it was affecting my voice. And I had a lot of celebrations coming up, because we celebrate mm-hmm. Saturnalia, week-long celebration, Yule, week-long celebration, So we had a lot of celebrations yeah. to get prepared for. We had a, um, a Yule party at Ignatius's house, and we had a ritual, a dinner to prepare for. Um, and I we had many. I, we had a few dinners to prepare for. Yes, over there, I over mean, not to mention weeks. Christmas for their families yeah. and the other holidays that we celebrate. And it really took us away from being able to put out good episodes. And the thing is, is we don't want to just make any old episode for you guys. We want to make sure they're quality. We want to make sure we give you guys good content. And so we figured it was better to take a little bit of a break. Uh, and focus on some other things, and then come back and really give you quality episodes. So we're back for the new year. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season, whatever it is you celebrate, and also that New Year's is going great for you. I know we're only a couple of days in, but everything's looking pretty good. Very much so. So we decided to pretty much put together a little cacophony, a a combination of stories, if you will, for this episode. To catch you up on what we were doing. Yeah, about, and you know, I guess we'll talk more about our own particular experiences. Yes. And uh, relate them to you and see what the hell it is you think. And we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, it has been a while since we've been doing, or uh, been able to do, rather, a listener's episode. I do have some sitting in our email. So if you guys want to put in a listener's episode, it could be a response to our episode now, uh, your experience for a holiday. It could be any paranormal experience, any occult experience, um, even if you went to your own ritual or Reiki circle or anything like that and you'd like to share it, uh, we'd love to put that in a listener's episode. So you can email us, um, witchypage at gmail.com is still available, uh, but you can also do daimonicos.productions and that's always in the show notes if you need to spell it and uh, of course you can contact us on social media, but uh, you know... If you want to get us started, Andreel, on the first experience with the holiday, I think okay. we should start there. Okay, uh, well, uh, wait, wait, my experience at the group collective experience, because my experience happened first. Well, then yours. You want to be... That's an, that's an order. Want to be in we'll order. We'll go with yours. Okay, fair enough. So, during the time of Saturnalia, I was, I want to say, the second day in... And I was working with Saturn. I had worked with uh, one of my friends. Uh, one of my friends who was also one of my clients for 
learning spellcraft. Oh, sorry, really quick. Do you want to just recap Saturnalia? Just in case people haven't listened to our episode, we might have new listeners. Yes, okay. So, and, but, I mean, plus there's always new information about Saturnalia. True. So um, for those of you who don't know, Saturnalia, as it, in its name, celebrates the god Saturn. It is the annual festival uh, to Saturn, which lasts a roughly about a five to seven day period, depending on how it is you celebrate. Yes, usually Roman periods last like a week long. Mm-hmm. Anything that ends with like alia usually implies something, a Latin celebration. And uh, Saturn is the god of agriculture. He is where the depictions of father time and death come from. Hence all the stuff that surrounds the scythe and also the, um, the, the Greco sides of his story, which, you know, his story mixes with Kronos and Kronos mm-hmm. mixes with his very often, of eating, of eating babies, eating children, eating his children. I, that metaphor is one of time eats youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot to be kept in mind with this particular entity. As I said in the last episode, he is the greater malefic. We celebrate the coming time of Capricorn. Mm. We celebrate the time where we let go and reap away our final strings on our soil as we prepare for the new year. So it's a very cleansing time. It's very much a time to turn any sort of superfluous formality on its head for the sake of debaucherous fun. And that goes well into February in in Roman celebration. And next year, our big goal is to actually do... um the Saturnalia King, and to have that kind of more debauchery in a fun way. Yes, we, we do as much as our venue can handle. Yes. So, But we want to get very traditional with it. Uh, we are looking for even the traditional games, activities people played. Of course, space has been an issue sometimes, and it gets cold. I mean, you know, we're in New York, so the outdoor Saturnalia, things can Saturnalia be Saturnalia here is very different than Saturnalia in, in Rome and in, yes, in the, warmer the southern climates. parts of Italy and Greece. Mm-hmm. So, but we do our best, and uh, that's what fire pits are for. So it definitely helps at least us have a ritual outside. So, basically, Saturnalia is a time to invite all the symbology and you know, the symbolism that surrounds Saturn into your life to see what it is it can do for you at the very least, and at the very most, a chance to connect with this very wonderful, often misunderstood deity. Mm-hmm. This deity who I attribute a a large reason as to why I was able to will away many of the things that held me back and many of the things that were causing me ailment and discomfort Mm -hmm. when I was younger. So, I had actually had an astral projection experience with the god Saturn. It was very interesting. I felt my soul, my body lift I felt, well, I felt my soul lift out of my body. And in that moment, I had seen Saturn. He was holding his scythe. He was standing on the planet Saturn. And he looked like a human. He looked like a celestial being. And he looked like a statue all at the same time. I watched him warp a couple of times. Uh, For those of you who have seen different depictions of Saturn, sometimes he has short hair uh, and a long beard. Sometimes he has long hair and a long beard. Sometimes the outfits are a little more robish and hermit-looking. Other times he looks more... And I mean hermit like, you know, the hermit from the tarot. 
other times he looks more he wears he wears the toga or you know something mm-hmm. that's more traditional greco roman and i watched him warp in between those things and he ended on he ended on uh, with his long hair and his long beard and scythe and his his long robe and i felt him staring at me and he was communicating with me in a way where it's i watched him it was like i was watching him speak but stand there simultaneously I was hearing a great many amounts of music in my head, but the most notable was actually, uh, for those of you who don't know, and I strongly recommend this album, it's from this album called Calling All Dawns. I am, I'm actually blanking on the composer right now because his his name is so so general, I'm actually going to look him up right now, but his his song, uh, for those of you who, who know it, Baba Yetu, which is a Swahili version of the lord's prayer no one would say well how does the christian lord's prayer match up literally to saturn he is saturn is quite literally a father figure he is and plus the music it was mainly about the music it was about the the divine harmonies it was about the perfect mathematics because this music is all very well thought out and it finds the cross between the intimacy of divinity and the grand chorus and orchestra that is divinity simultaneously the vast world and universe that is outside that is in the frame in our frame of vision and the vast universe that is within ourselves that is what ourselves are and if you listen to it you can definitely hear that and that's a wonderful thing about my music too um it is intended for the Lord's Prayer, so it has that that intent to it, but it's still, like you said, that universal understanding of the the celestial aspects of it, the the godliness. I mean, just in general, can really be translated to a lot of different things. Very much so. I found his name, uh, Christopher Tin. Strongly recommend his album "Calling All Dawns." He calls it "Calling All Dawns" because he. Each song is from a different culture. Each song has a different language put to it. There's Latin, there's Hebrew, there's I, the, Swahili. Uh, the Swahili, there is uh, Japanese, and I want to say there is Chinese on this one. There is uh, Gaelic Irish. There is a, a great deal of things here, friends, and I strongly recommend this this composer. He is incredibly nuanced and sensitive, and should be in the. Ma- we really need to change how the mainstream looks at music. This very much should be very mainstream music, and like I said, the 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 qualities of the chord progressions and the timbres of the instruments. And how they unfold is an aspect that is so universal in divinity that it's very interesting. And also has to do with myself as to how it is I understand things. So how it is it would relate to me. And I had, I'd only recently come back to this song. I remember singing it back in, in high school. And this was, this was years, years ago. And it came back to me in that moment that I experienced Saturn. And I was, I was crying as I awoke. He had shown me some visions of what looked like shadowy flames coming out of my left hand. He was influencing me to use my left hand for sending out energy as opposed to my right hand, which I'd normally done because I'm, I'm right hand dominant at this point in time. 
It was very fascinating to me. And then he had showed me, um, he was comparing me to my deeply close friends and other practitioners of magic that I'm very close to. He was showing me differences between how I can understand them by understanding myself and how I can understand myself by understanding them. Mm. The reflections of the reflections. There's a reason why, I, I, like I said, friends, why I do that tagline at the end of this that, that has become the little, mm-hmm. probably the inside joke to some of you who listen. Now the spirits live in the mirror. There's, mm-hmm. Esotericism lives in glass, man, and, and what causes you to reflect in some particular way. Now he showed me... My friend, my friend and I do a particular amount of pyrokinesis. Well, Ignatius, we both do different amounts of pyrokinesis, how it is we do it. When he does it, the flame tends to funnel off and become more unified, a bit more refined and calm, and a bit more solid. Whereas when I do it, the flame tends to spread and become what looks to be more violent. The color changes in a very particular way. So... Saturn was showing me myself creating blue fire, whereas Ignatius was creating the standard colors of uh, colors of fire, which are like an like an orange, a yellow, reds mixed together. Whereas mine was more of a blue and a and a white. So I was either creating blue fire or I was creating shadowy fire. It was an interesting, and it's not. It wasn't just literal interpretation of pyrokinesis, but it was also the metaphor of how it is we tap into our particular passions, mm-hmm. which led me to believe that my chakras, not literally, of course, but from a figurative sense, it's almost like my chakras are reflecting, like the rainbow is is standard instead of upside down, as opposed to... Yes. It's, it's very interesting. You can combine where the chakras are mirrored you can understand how it is you create your essence. And, it, and then it begs the question, are you like this because there's something up? Or are you like this because this is how you're supposed to be compared to mm-hmm. other people? And you can both create really good power when you come together. And that's it, something I think to keep in mind is, um, you know, when if you are lucky enough to practice with, with friends or people you know, uh, I mean, being a solo practitioner, if that works for you, that's also fine. Uh, but I think... The benefit uh, that can happen from working with others is, like he said, you know, you get to know them, you get to know their strengths and, and how they play into yours and really how you can work with other people to strengthen yourself and then reflect on why you have the beliefs and the talents you have, you know, and is it do you think this way because you're just kind of used to it it's a habit that's how things have always been or is it truly yourself and i think sometimes having that mirror and that reflection in somebody else is a great way to to have access to that and to learn very much so so it was it was so so interesting learning different types of magic from saturn saturn is fascinating because as i said in previous episodes He's very misunderstood. Saturn, uh, much like Hecate, can teach you darker forms of magic. Darker, again, not necessarily being evil. Right. It just means that you're using magic that has a bit more of a power to it and a bit more of a resonance in this dimension because this is a lower dimension compared to the higher dimensions of what, you know, Christ consciousness, the heavens, etc. I've always had very good experiences uh, working with Saturn as well. Um, when we do our banishment rituals, 
I, that's probably one of my favorite things that we do. And yeah, it's very, you know, it's, it's more, one of the more simple rituals, uh, not to say it's bad. It just, you know, it's very simple in the way that we do it. And I, but I think it's effective. I can always feel it. I can always feel the, the bad habits breaking and me learning more and being able to release old habits and negativity. And so, you know, to compare when people say, oh, it's a darker deity and things like that. Well, sometimes you need that. He helps you learn about that dark side and to have it help you grow instead of hold you back. Very much so. So that that was the extent of my experience. And he he's very beautiful. I've been shedding a lot of tears with him lately. Mm. He's It's one thing that you need to keep in mind, friends, is that he'll remove it from you by bringing it to the surface Mm. and giving you the power to deal with it um i also ooh, i'm i'm remembering that this is actually before saturnalia this actually happened shortly after i did the recording with it was only like three days because her feast day celebration the festa di santa lucia oh yes yes. saint lucy saint lucy is very interesting friends in fact she is she kind of strikes me she's in the same boat as saint bridget who is the goddess bridget it's very interesting to see because there are many different stories about her she's very big in in italy and like scandinavian countries and nothing in between (laughs) very 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 different areas and very different stories Mm. now she is often depicted as another lilith type entity to others even though she was known for her for her virginity and rejecting a, a marriage proposal uh, from the person who martyred her. Now, she is known as the saint and the patroness of eyesight. Now, I at, I am trying to work with her to heal things surrounding my own eyes. And I was reading... I was my devotion for her for that day is I was reading in a, in a Catholic church, and I was going through stories about uh, about surrounding the miracles of the Rosary, and the great mysteries, and I was reading about her and saying some prayers with her and working with her energy, and I had gotten visualizations of a couple of particular sigils that I had not seen before, but lend themselves to certain ideas. One most looked like it looked very similar to the Leviathan cross. For those of you who don't know, Leviathan is very similar to the Midgard serpent. Jugmantunur. Uh, um, I need to look up the exact pronunciation of the of the name again. My my aid is not in front of me, and uh, but um, you know the one that that Thor had killed. Now, very, very interesting. And people look at Leviathan as this 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 primal evil thing, if you're looking at it again from a good versus bad sort of interpretation. It's not necessarily the case. Leviathan lends its lends himself to the same particular symbolism as anything Kundalini related. The lower energies and the higher energies and then the esotericism of existence that must be understood in order to understand all of this higher thought. Now, I and when I was when I was working with her and I was I was meditating in in this in this church by myself. It was empty. It was quiet. It was very nice. I had noticed in my visions this particular symbol, 
that I'm currently still working with a little bit, still trying to figure out the purpose. But I had heard the phrase, St. Lucy will not heal your eyes for you. She will teach you, will not simply heal your eyes, but she will teach you how to heal your own eyes. It was a very, very intimate moment. And it's... The, the saints are very interesting, friends. They're, they're much like... There's a reason why the, the saint worship in Santeria related and allied a lot with the Haitian Loa and, and, and beliefs surrounding how to work with the Loa and, and those... Um, and just any particular entity to, to make to make deals, a, a, cre a quid pro quo. And, and I really want people to understand that that phrase is not supposed to be as evil as people well it's not evil at all really uh, the, the phrase isn't it, it the perversion of it is is such by um polit by the current political politics so well, you may actually recognize that phrase from aladdin yes. if you watch that movie enough the genie actually says it so there's your little bit of a positive spin on that quid pro quo roughly translates to literally something for something Mm -hmm. Well, roughly, literally, I don't know. I just made, I just made, a, just, I just contradicted really myself with English. Yeah, total oxymoron. Okay, so it, it very, at the very least, translates to something for something. Now, mm -hmm. um, the Haitian voodoo sans, Catholics in this particular sense, uh, pagans, we, etc. We all understand that something for something is supposed to be a divine exchange of higher love mm. and, and, and humility between us and these lovely entities, these lovely, beautiful uh, gods, goddesses, and, and particular spirits. These are things that need to, to be understood is that me doing something for the... It's, you're not going to them to do something for yourself simply for yourself. It's in helping them, you help yourself. And in them helping you, they help themselves. Yeah. It's a constant... It's kundalini. And you're able to help other people. Yes, very much so. So it's for that reason I've always... This is why I, I practice with, these, with all of these beautiful spiritualities and, and religions. It's... It's quite an interesting thing. Now, it, it, so that was the extent of what it is I dealt with with those, mm -hmm. with those two particular entities. Now, and I think that would be a good place to take a little bit of a break. Okay. And once we're back, we'll continue on with some more stories about what we've been doing. So, see you in a bit. My name is Miranda McLaughlin, and I'm the host of All Things Dreams, a podcast dedicated to dream experiences and dream interpretation. Are you curious about dreams, but don't have time for all that pesky research? Well, then you're in luck, because you can leave the research to me and just tune into All Things Dreams, where we discuss loads of different dream experiences, dream themes, and dream topics like sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, inception dreams, and so much more. Just check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and we're back. Yes. 
So I was just informed by my lovely co-host that uh, the drinking game for tonight <laughs> is apparently I said particular, particular. a few times. Um, I, I particularly much. said the word particular <laughs> a bit too often. So do three more shots now. You know, we're going to do one of those uh, podcasts that gives us you a drink in the beginning, kind of like three spook girls or something. We're like, well, today's drink is whatever, because this way, at least you guys are prepared. It's a way to train <laughs> us to be better at orating. Uh, yes, at our orating over this particular podcast. I oh, did it again. Um, well, I say this this time. I meant it because I say this particular podcast because I I do other stuff uh-huh. as well. So just 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 saying. Yes, <laughs> no, I understand. I I want to. Well, for those of you who've paid attention to us in the beginning, there are sometimes where, and I'll point out myself in particular where. The word um happened a bit more in certain episodes than others. And that only tends to happen when we're moving too fast. Yes. In a, in a, uh, in a uh, certain sort of uh, way. See, I, I almost did it right there. We have, to, <laughs> we have to make sure what habits we're, we're falling into. Yes. Now, it's always better, in my opinion, to have a transitionary word as opposed to a transitionary sound. I always I always well, hear Judge Judy in fair, my head. Um is not an answer. <laughs> to be fair, I think maybe particular is a little bit easier to hear than um or whatever your in-between word is. That's you should good, strive to have none, but it's... Yes, but and that's certain a good thing to work towards, right? Others. Exactly, it's, and it depends on, of course... When we are recording, what we are recording, uh, we are not infallible human beings. Uh, we can make yes. a mistake. <laughs> Always like to say yet, just in case. Never limit yourselves, friends. Mm. Uh, but either way, we hope that it is still enjoyable. And if we do have a funny word or a funny sound that you are able to sit through the episode and still enjoy it and get the information we're we're trying to get across. We were told another reason why it's taken a few weeks for us to get back is because we were actually speaking to a few people about our podcast and taking a lot mm-hmm. of constructive criticism from very dear supporters and friends. Yeah. So and we can bring an even better product to you in the yes, new year. Yes, which is a lot of the reasons why we'll put out newer episodes of n- n- material that we've covered in the past. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily to be remedial. It's to understand that things do change with time and our understanding grows deeper. That's why the yes. spiral is a there's a difference. There's a circle that keeps you in the same place, whereas a spiral keeps bringing you back to similar areas, mm-hmm. but you get deeper every time. Yes, and we it's good to revisit things. Even people that are experts in things will go to the beginning of when they started because, again, that when you learn, you can have a different perspective on the beginning. You can go back and, you know, go to your first grimoire you ever had. Just go through it and say, wow, what was I thinking at that time? What do I think now? How have I improved? Where can I still improve? And if you guys really did enjoy it, I know So In, our first So In episode is honestly one of the most popular episodes we have i think there's something like 1200 listens on it and if you want to hear more of that we we can do further episodes for those holidays that are coming up this year we now have a whole schedule ahead of us is we finally scheduled our whole year and we are getting better with that so with daimonicos productions our new endeavor that has also been taking up some planning time uh, we want to get all of our events sorted out. SpellCon will be returning. Woo! Everyone's super excited for that. 
that makes me even more excited. Uh, just all the people that were involved in SpellCon, I did, we didn't even get a day out. And people were like, so see you next year? You're going to do this next year? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, people love it, right? And so this year, we're already planning for SpellCon. This way things get out early. We are hoping to do two other events this season that are on that scale. And then some smaller things. We just partnered up with a local crystal shop, Earthly Secrets. Shout out to uh, Jackie and Alex. Thank you guys for being wonderful business partners and giving us a space to expand our ideas and a, a home base. Uh, it's going to be great. I want people that live locally to come out and see our new smaller workshops and classes. Uh, maybe we can even do some special online things. If uh, people are interested, we can do YouTube videos for the people that can't be there uh, for little snippets of it, or just even maybe do like recaps so you guys can get those ideas. We'll do episodes on them or something. We're very we big are, on critical thinking. Yes, so. and I do know that uh, we were invited to do a live podcast episode there. So you guys can hear it on the podcast, and if you are on Long Island and you want to come see us in a smaller venue for a live podcast, and you couldn't make it to SpellCon, and you can't wait until next year's SpellCon, you want to see us again, come on down to really, Earthly Secrets. Really, if you're on Long Island or in the New York area, or you are planning to come out, if you wish to schedule a time to sit down with us, be it as casual or as formal as you wish it to mm -hmm. be, you're more than welcome, friends. Yes. We welcome company. We would love that. We would love to meet people that listen to our podcast and get to form a more intimate connection with you. Uh, it's wonderful that people listen to us. I just saw we have 30,000 downloads. So thank you to each and every one of those people that downloaded us. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy to me that a year and a half after doing this that we would have so many people interested in what we have to say that we can learn from so many people that we're able to share our knowledge and and teach others and just grow as people. I think this podcast has done a lot for our practice. It's done a lot for us as um, educators and learners. And so thank you guys. Uh, and as we grow and as we move on to this new year, we have bigger and better things. So definitely keep a look on the Daimonicos Instagram and Facebook page and uh you know we look forward to all those exciting things but we will get back into a little bit of our new year recap yes and we I, will be talking about you I just wanted to say oh, one more thing? particular thing um thanks to our friend who was a, a very dear tearsman ah yes he had said that he was noticing something in certain episodes where we were using the word obviously in a way that may have come off presumptuous to the listener's ear. So we apologize, friends, if we did not elaborate as to why certain things are obvious by deductive reasoning and um, being a bit too abstract in comparative skill levels. So we apologize if we've, if there's things that you would like us to elaborate more on, please, by all means, constructively criticize as much as possible. And we don't mean to come off patronizing or anything. That's mm. never where we're coming from. So for, you know, anyone just, again, we're sorry. And uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we don't think, you know, any lesser of anyone. We're, going to work on how we express ourselves and again if you want to give us some constructive criticism on how to better communicate that's great uh and then thank you we we just want to make sure that you guys are happy you're enjoying us and that we're coming across in a way that we want to come across we love you guys we appreciate you and we uh 
are appreciative of your intelligence and everything you have to share. Yes. So, uh, to continue on. To Yule. Yule. Yes, we had a wonderful Yule party on the- so much pork. Oh god, it was so <laughs> That was good. fun. Oh yes, we above. smoked the Boston butt. Oh, that was it shout- actually sounded like sh- weed, but that's not what it is. Shout out yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know a Boston butt is basically the pig's thigh. It's, yes, yes. It's a very <laughs> nice piece of meat that is the best for smoking. Mm. Mm. We had a roasted Ig- chicken. Ignatius, well, yeah, Ignatius smoked the pork and it cut like butter. It really cut like butter. Was this good. was ridiculously good. I roasted a brined spiced chicken. Oh, I spiced and brined a chicken and mm-hmm. roasted it. Courtney made... Beets, fennel, uh, and turnips. So good. You also put some apples in there too. I did, yes. We had a great many and varieties sauce. of... I mean, cranberry sauce oh. from scratch. Love so that. Oh, <coughs> oh, Jesus. Gazoom type. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to give you... I, I want I want you all to know how much... How hard we're working and how <laughs> we really try to put this out. I had a concert earlier today. And oh, no. right before that concert, I had an onset of what appeared to be a stomach virus. I had to use Reiki and Spellcraft to... Ease Get myself. That. Long story. Have you ever done an incantation like doubled over in pain in a public bathroom? Because I had to. It was in a church. It was hilarious. Not all magic is pretty. So listen, friends, if you can understand the perse- perspective of divinity to look at your life from their, from their perch, I, if you can see how funny it is, how funny your suffering can be. You will you will greater understand esotericism and you will greater understand how to shoot lightning from your hands, man. Also, it's good to just keep things light because you know what? Otherwise, sometimes we can get bogged down and, and a little bit depressed on things. So to just kind of crack a joke at yourself and make light of things sometimes helps. Well, to quote Seneca, why do you cry at only parts of life? The whole of it calls for tears. <laughs> nice. Right. So, anyway, but we, you. <laughs> you, uh, we did enjoy that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we had no suffering there. Uh, we had our dinner, which was lovely. Our ritual, which was also lovely. And I think that this particular ritual has been one of the best ones I've been a part of. And it's going to be a little hard to explain because it's mostly just a feeling. Um, and for people that don't know me well, it might not come across so directly um and i apologize for that i'm going to try to explain as best i can but we had a combination of things uh going on in the ritual and the things we were releasing and the things we were building afterwards i just felt so cleansed so open and ready to just take on the upcoming year i felt really at peace um things i noticed that same night that normally would have bothered me didn't i just didn't have that initial reaction to get aggravated or frustrated i felt very peaceful and very open so i'm looking forward to continuing that um to work on myself and to just be open-minded feel love in all different ways and really dive deeper and get to know myself more um and i also helped make a game for that night which was super fun i mixed all of the different um 
winter celebrations and their folklore and history and celebrations and put it into a little scavenger hunt slash like riddle game. I liked she it. Did like, she did like a like a twelve days of twelve days of Christmas sort of twelve days of Yule, twelve days of Saturnalia uh-huh. sort of The twelve days was symbolic of the twelve days of Christmas. I did things from uh Welsh tradition, I did things from Christian tradition, from Nordic tradition. I had a lot of fun with it. I think people did too. Some people got a little frustrated during it, but that was okay. I think it was all in good fun anyway. Well, it's also because me and me and Teach were smoking. They were like the OP team. So next time I learned my lesson that I pick teams, I don't let other people pick their teammate. Because then they just go like OP and it's not good. He took me and he he was fantastic. (laughs) I am, I, God, man. We got a, we've had Samuel Bellamy on our podcast. Now we are... We will have Edward Teach on at some point. We will have the many other pirates on at some point mm-hmm. to talk many different things. There's the pirate series will continue. We just need to be able to see them and discuss. Yes. So. Oh and oh, oh. And God, we we it we there was so much good alcohol, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, we did make Glurg again, and it's very good. The Vikings didn't know what they were doing with sweetening of wine and putting all their mold spices into it. I love eggnog so much. Oh, yeah, that's your thing. I love Not that I don't so like much. eggnog. Turkey just... Hill eggnog, man. I would... That is... I, I understand why why uh, the dad from the Fairly Odd Parents was so crazy about it. <laughs> it is... I, and I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was a... I don't know if that was a... That was, was a that like was something. Wait, the alcoholic version, and he just wanted to be drunk for the holidays, but or if he just if it was just like the, the taste of it, because oh yeah, is, we should mention yours is like his is very innocent. He just likes the non-alcoholic it, milky version. Yes, I really yeah no it t- <laughs> it's it's like a milkshake. I like it, but it's a really good nutmeggy milkshake, and it's so nice. But I uh, um. But this doesn't mean I didn't drink debaucherous amounts of alcohol. We had, I was, I was, and there was rum and, and, there's and moonshine. And, I'd like and, to come across there is hyperbole in there. We are yes, not like. We're not, we're not drunkards. We are and very. And debauchery is in like the funny term. We're not actually debaucherous. Just, like, yeah, no, we didn't go out and We're not trying to do horrible like, things and yeah, get in trouble. We didn't like pillage our neighbors. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. We had a lot of fun uh, with moderate, responsible amounts of alcohol. Yes, please, friend, always, please, friends, always, always, always drink responsibly. Drink with a with a purpose. Drink ceremonially, and that's what we do. We have it as part of our ceremony and our ritual, so it has meaning behind it. We're not doing it to get belligerent or yes. anything like that. Don't do anything for the sake of doing it. Man. You'll if you do something for the sake of doing it, it'll it'll pull something out of you that'll be ugly, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so do it with a positive intention, just like anything else. Yes, I don't. It's just, my my lovely co-host is gonna criticize me after we get off. She's gonna go, why? Why are you making it sound like we're like this? It's just, it's like, I'm not. I want you all to realize that it's, first of all, it takes me like half a bottle of rum to feel anything. Well, <laughs> like, we're just so trying to impress people now. So it's, no, I'm not trying to impress. <laughs> it's just, I, our tolerance, your, my, tolerance, my tolerance and your tolerance is so much that, because I also like to drink when I eat. I like to, I like to well, marinate my stomach. And that's <laughs> the point is we're not drinking to get stupid. We're doing it with a purpose. So... There is need, no, there is no rush. Do, there is no. We need game to do like an episode about the symbology of alcohol because I know there was really a lot of <gasps> dichotomy in the ways of thinking. Some people think it's exclusively, just in general, you know, exclusively evil, exclusively good, exclusively this, that, the other thing. It's mm-hmm. 
the abuse of anything, friends, you have to watch out for. But there's a lot of different things and a lot of... This is one thing I've noticed that divides communities more than actual even religious thought is alcohol mm. exclusively good or exclusively bad well, even re- even groups of people who might have noticed i think it goes back to intent yes. again the reason you're doing something so if you're doing it with the reason to be spiritual to have you know more i don't know even the word i'm looking for but you know just those positive mm. intentions i I like to call alcohol the liquid mirror or the mm-hmm. mirror the mirror in the bottle. I'm sure we all know how that works. <laughs> yeah, so it's there's there's a great many reasons for that, friends. But anyway, yeah, no, we're gonna yeah we're oh, totally, enough about that. We need to do that. Why didn't <laughs> that could have been tonight's episode? Uh, missed opportunities. Missed opportunity. Okay, um, next time. <laughs> next time on Spellcast. Uh, so we hope you guys had a good Yule if that's what you celebrate or Christmas or anything. Ooh, uh, if you had really fun, you wanted to talk about with oh, Yule or. Uh, well, I know you can talk more, So, but I just wanted to let everybody know that if you want to share your really cool, fun party stories, we'd love to hear them. Even if you don't want to hear it like on the show or have other people listen to it and you just want to talk to us, we like friends. We like stories. <laughs> yes, we but do. You, what do you want to talk about, Yule? Anything in particular oh, oh, for you? Okay. Well, the energy was very different because that's when it I started. Was. I started. I casted the circle with my left hand. I was feeling different things with my left mm-hmm. hand. I was letting things flow in and out of me a little bit easier. I was seeing I was seeing things a little bit differently. The ritual we had to there was a lot of variables at hand and one we had to even though we had the fire, it was still decently cool out and we wanted to Yeah, but our cloaks kept us warm. That they did, yes. Oh, get get them nice. from Ignatius uh, Ignatius's corner at uh I have to know. take a good full body shot of both of us in our cloaks so people can see it. Uh mine is inspired by Persephone. And yours is also beautiful. So anyone that wants to look into getting a cloak or just admire his work, uh, we will try to get that up on social media so you guys can see them. And beautiful and functional. My hood is awesome because it's so huge. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nice to feel what needed to be waned away. It was nice to feel... The wisdom and the magic come in. We celebrate in particular. We celebrate. We we work with Odin and we work with Saturn. Mm-hmm. Certain certain people work with Thor. Thor has yet to come to me outside of the the Ada. It's a very faint whisper. Mm-hmm. You know, Freya is very um, another big uh, another big goddess in our practice. Mm-hmm. But uh, we try to keep our rituals as concise as possible. And we also have a lot of people now that are slowly. Uh, you know, we're. At- uh, accumulating more people during these parties so in order to get everyone to go through their intentions and and whatever it is we're doing for that ritual we have to make sure that we are as efficient as possible so we can get everyone to um get the fullest out of the ritual for them so we're working on that working on dynamic uh you also have that that comes into play when you have a ritual with multiple people different dynamics what everyone brings to the understandings yes yes and it's wonderful though it's a great learning experience for everybody we love talking about it after people always have great stories sometimes people also see experience things have symbolism come to them my friend had a lot of automatic writing happen i felt we all felt something at one particular point where he did a ritual where he made an offering into into the fire and one of my friends who was very new to this who was incredibly intelligent um but he's incredibly new to this 
he saw the exact same thing that this man automatically wrote down. Ah, yes. And they were on completely opposite sides of the fire. I, I mean, literally, the complete opposite sides of the, of the circle. And it's moments like that that are absolutely lovely. The anecdote the collective anecdotal experiences of everybody mm -hmm. and this is where we see in society why things are so hard because we live in a society where only empirical evidence is founded upon and by all means empirical evidence should be considered more than things that are anecdotal but just because something is anecdotal does not mean it isn't real it doesn't even necessarily mean it's not scientific it just well, might it mean that it's not somewhere. understood scientifically at this moment much like how feng shui again we use this all the time oh, yeah. feng shui was understood thousands of years ago but only recently as science proved the link between and clutter and, and and i'm not trying to, to sound misleading friends there's we're science. We try to be as scientific as we are, some uh, symbolic and, and artsy. But you know what I think it is is a good point somebody brought up to me. They said that they felt like the tone of the article was what was you know something that kind of like threw me off a little. So it's not it was, again. It was it's like, not it was that like the first person who discovered gold. Like right. So it was it was the tone and like the arrogance of some articles we've seen. But it is actually an amazing thing that empirical science is aligning with this because now there's ways to, I mean, there's more than one way to show that this happens. People feel it, people know it intuitively, but now you can know it empirically. So you know what that means? It means people can, from two different ways of thinking, can come together and agree on something. It's beautiful. Um, and we have friends from all different backgrounds, and it really does help to have a different way to explain something to someone where it might be easier for them to understand and then you can better understand each other. It's great. Yes. So, oh, and I, what else happened during Yule? Yeah, I, I did some Reiki during Yule. And oh, yeah. It's very... Very intriguing. Mm. Quite intriguing. I, I won't go too much into it at, at the risk of exposing private information, but seeing a lot more consistencies from people whose opinions are so different and perspectives who are so and different from each other. Consistencies about about you about about me. Yeah, the okay. energies they feel coming off of me. Okay. So that's another thing that's unfolding over time which I, I realize i have to figure out how to explain over this podcast without sounding like i'm nuts <laughs> <laughs> or any more nuts than i already sound <laughs> you already sound like at least it's entertaining uh yeah so i think that kind of wraps it up for yule um i think this has been a really good episode i i think we kind of covered uh what we've been going through and explaining, you know, with Daimonico's productions, our parties, our, our holiday season, really. Um, and thank you all for being so patient while we did take a little bit of time off. We look forward to coming back to regular weekly episodes. We're trying to, yes, do this weekly. Uh, mm -hmm. Next Friday is a holiday we are observing. It's the first aspect of the year. It is uh, what our coven celebrates, my spirit animal of the wolf. We celebrate Queek. We mm -hmm. celebrate... Um, what uh, I have entitled, what have I, I have entitled, uh, Dias uh, de Lupus or Dias de Lupo or Dia de Lupo, um, and Ulfinacht. We Ulfinacht. we like to we like to combine the 
uh, Germanic for the night and the uh, the the wolf part for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Greco, uh, well, in in Latin, Italic Latin. It is, we celebrate it during the wolf moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moon after that, we celebrate during uh, the, the snow moon. We celebrate Courtney's the lynx. animal of the lynx. Because that is also when the time of the lynx breed. Uh, yeah. Uh, wolves start to breed during the wolf moon. Lynx start to breed during the, the snow moon. In the, in pretty much in February in is February, when most yeah. of them breed. And we celebrate Ignatius's spirit animal sometime between June and July. Yeah. Uh, the bear is more of a solar animal, whereas the wolf and the lynx, uh, the lynx very earthy and yeah, it, at least at, at this particular point in time. So, mm-hmm. I uh, it, it, our celebration at this time, not the animals. The animals are unchanging. Sorry, oh, yeah, that was yeah. a bad, bad, <laughs> bad trans- yeah. uh, transition. So those are going to be uh, some things. We are going to be celebrating. Um, so we'll probably talk about, uh, we'll probably come back to like uh, celebrations of the wolf and maybe we'll get more specific with like different types of wolves and I'll, I'll speak yeah. more of my spirit animal or maybe something of that nature. Maybe we'll record something earlier in the week. I don't know. We're going to see how we feel. <laughs> yes. Kind of see where uh, the winds take us. But for this episode, thank you to everyone that continues to listen to us. Thank you to our patrons, uh, your support and Everything is just so appreciative. We love you. Uh, thank you for um, being there, for just sharing us, talking about us, and being involved. Um, and if you want to join us on Patreon and be part of our coven, you can go to patreon.com forward slash spellcast podcast. There we have all different tiers where you can join in extra bonus episodes, tarot readings, and even get an episode dedicated to yourself or maybe even a little bit of extra magic. So check those tiers out. Um, you can also go in the show notes to our link tree. And that's where we have all of our social media linked. Uh, we have our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and, uh, we are now using Daimonicos underscore productions on Instagram to, uh, share anything about the podcast, but we're also still part of Straight Up Strange Productions. So I hope that that's not confusing to anybody. Our, uh, Daimonicos Productions is more in the realm of event planning and straight up strange productions is a podcast production company so we are part of that family we appreciate our spooky unique family thank you to everyone that supports us and we are so lucky to be in with such wonderful podcast please visit straightupstrange.com and all their social media as well uh we'll have their website in the show notes and looking up our spooky family. You're going to love all those podcasts. We have a new podcast. So go ahead and browse through them. Find some new podcasts you're going to love. Um, and I think business-wise, that's pretty good to wrap up the episode with. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated again on events, um, extra things like that. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always contact us through any of our social media or witchypage at gmail.com or productions at gmail.com. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We appreciate each and every single one of you. And remember, there's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. <laughs>